welcome back to episode 48 of the Hoppin' Mouth Podcast. I am producer Tom. I'm Mike. And I'm Joe. Hey! hey we, we found him. Yes, I'm back. Yes, good, welcome back. Good to be back. Yeah. And yeah. we're uh, we're here with uh, one of my picks, uh, producer's pick. Um, I have brought with me one of my favorite albums of all time, uh, Worry by Jeff Rosenstock. Mm. And um, to pair with that, I have brought two beers from uh, Wormtown Brewery out of uh, uh, Worcester, Mass. Uh, it is the, the Don't Worry and the Be Hoppy. They're a left and a right coast IPA, yeah. which is interesting. Um, I've always seen Be Hoppy in like a lot of breweries. Every once in a while, I'll see Don't Worry. I didn't really know at first they were like paired together, mm-hmm. but um, they they both look pretty good. I've, I've actually I've had Don't Worry before. I, okay. I haven't had Be Hoppy yet. I don't think I've had either of these, but I see them a lot. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see the difference between like the left coast versus the right coast. I'm assuming that means like New England style versus West Coast IPA. Yeah, that's so, what I'm assuming. Um, but yeah, let's do it. So let's start with "Don't worry," I guess. Don't worry. Yeah, because you know. Because that's a saying. Yeah, it's it's in in the sentence format. Sounds good. Yeah, I believe you start with that. All so right. pass them around. Sounds pass good. Around. Let's go. Oh, 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 awkward. There we, go. there we go. A piece of mass in every glass. Do you want your own? Nah, we get special. Yeah, so let me uh, pull up a bit about this um, on their website. I uh, say, don't worry is our take on the Right Coast IPA with the perfect amount of amber haze, big tropical fruit, aromatics, and a touch of juicy hot bitterness. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry because this IPA will make you be hoppy. I don't need to nitpick, but are we talking right looking up from Mexico or down from Canada? If you're looking at a map, the right side of the U.S. I would okay. assume so. Yeah, because left, left coast would be... The, like California, I'm they're ju- from I'm Mass. I'm just saying, you know, yeah. you, you live in Canada, and hey. you're looking down at the United States. But I think it's if you if you pull out a a, a Rand, Rand McDonald, whatever that map Rand, company, Rand, Rand McNally, McNally. That, that, Rand, that's it. <laughs> Rand, Rand, Rand McNally. McNally. <laughs> I think Come that's on. your. Pers- <laughs> okay, that, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just again just devil's advocate. Got to throw it out there. For sure. You know? For sure. Some people like me aren't smart. That's a that's a solid beer right there. Um, we have it's a uh, it's five point eight percent, fifty five IBU. Mm-hmm. Whereas, be hoppy. I think we 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 made the right choice because, be hoppy is a six and a half percent, seventy yeah. IBU. Mm-hmm. So we so made the right choice later. going with don't um, don't worry first. So appearance, it says it's got like a glowing gold hazy with white foam and light haze. Mm-hmm. Uh, the aroma is light orange citrus and tropical fruit salad. Ooh. I don't know if I would agree with that, but that's okay. Uh, tasting notes of pineapple, melon, mango, papaya, guava, and slight pith. Pith? Yeah. Like pith. Uh, P-I-T-H. Like what Mike Tyson says when he goes number one? <laughs> I was thinking that. <laughs> I gotta take a pith. <laughs> Like uh, prominent hearts of <laughs> sorry, of Sultana Mosaic and Idaho Seven. Yes, that sounds like I a, like this. Yeah, that's very that, tasty. That smooth. Is, that is a solid beer right there. Yeah, it's not bad. It's a very mild IPA. Yes, I, I right five point eight percent is kind of on the lower end. Um, but just even with the IBUs being fifty five, yeah. it's not as hoppy. It's not as bitter. It's it's just goes down smooth. I can yeah. yeah. That's what I was thinking before. I like that a lot. Almost more like a session IPA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like this. Yep, that's good. And um, you know, one of our favorite things is when uh, the websites give you food pairings to go along with. Do them. they give you food pairings? They give me two. Oh, lay it on. Uh, Hawaiian pork tenderloin and sharp cheddar. I'm gonna assume that's okay. pineapple. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, it has tasting notes of pineapple. Oh. So. Yeah, it makes sense. You know. I like that. I feel Did like you bring the sharp cheddar? It's in my car. Oh, it's gonna go bad. Been there a couple days. I oh. left the pork out overnight, so good yeah. luck. Oh, boy. <laughs> at the office with the potato salad? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, goes, he brings store-brand potato salad to uh, to a catered company dinner, and he, and he goes, it's been on my dash in the beating sun all day. I wouldn't eat. <laughs> uh, that's good. I like it. says, a piece of mass in every glass. Yeah. We've done, um, we've done Wordtown before, too. 
yeah. um, for the System of a Down episode we did there, collaboration with Table Talk, the Table Talk. pecan pie. Which is funny yeah, because... Yeah, that was delicious. <laughs> Mike didn't Mike. have it because he's allergic <laughs> that I didn't realize till later. It was funny, good. ever since that episode, and I'm in a grocery store, I see the table talk like little mini pies yeah i'm like oh okay now it all makes sense yeah i didn't get the didn't, connection then. we didn't do that one yeah <coughs> it was but um cool. yeah yeah i like it a lot that's a good beer very smooth we'll uh we'll do the other one yeah yeah later. i'm singing halfway through the album we'll uh we'll switch over to the other one and then we'll Perfect. Uh, we'll get a, a difference in those but um hefe hefe <laughs> rosenstock so i've i've mentioned him a fair bit before um, just in passing or like in, um, I know when we did the Stocking Stuffers episode, I gave you one. Yep. That was from his newest album. But this was my kind of first experience with him. And it was a bit of a perfect storm for me when, um, finding him for the first time. Cause like three big things happened. Um, so I went to school at University of Hartford in 2016 and then this came out in 2016. And we have a spring fling where artists will come, uh, to the the uh, the spring fling and then people drink outside do all that kind of shit. So the the Friday was the uh, rock part of the show and Saturday was the rap part of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, quick tangent: we had Waka Flocka for the the rap part and oh, wow. uh, we had a mosh pit in the back and they said, "Yo, these white boys be crazy," and then walked off stage and then joined us in the mosh pit. That's sick. one of the best shows I've ever been to. That's awesome. I have a video of me with my hand around him and his dreadlocks are very sweaty. Um, but anyway, um, so. Friday, they had Jeff Rosenstock there. Oh, cool. At my school, which is really cool. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever had this where, like, you had an artist that you went to go see in a concert that you weren't really into, mm-hmm. and then after that, you got into them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's basically what happened with me for, for Jeff. Did um, you hear of him beforehand? Well, the other things that happened were that my oh, yes, friend was really things. into him. Yes. And so he was talking up a big game about, you know, oh, you got to listen to Jeff Rosenstock. He's very much in, like, that Jersey kind of punkish scene there mm-hmm. and the last was that um this music reviewer that i watch a lot gave this a pretty good score um but i didn't actually listen to the album all the way through so um i get i ended up giving it a chance after this because i saw i saw the whole album because he was touring this album mm-hmm. and um i love this album this is one of my favorite albums of all time um there's just so much going on like he's so smart in the way that he writes his songs there's so many like nuanced little things that i i really enjoy mm-hmm. um it is kind of uh, depressing in some of its lyricism, where, like, you know, it came out in 2016, which was that whole, like, era of shit starting to hit the fan. Yeah. So, um, a lot of it is kind of like that, but it still applies today, you know? A lot of uh, the talking points that he has on this are still pretty prevalent, so, mm-hmm. um, you know. Plus, I do get a little nostalgic for it at times where sure. there was there was a time where I was listening. It was like hard to listen to because all I could think about was being back in at college and shit. <laughs> yeah. So, but now I'm I'm starting to like get a, a good now feel you're for it. Up and you're becoming a man. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, um yeah. I I had no context at all other than that one song, which that song didn't really sound like this album. Yeah. Yeah. So. That came out in 2020. That yeah. was like his quarantine album, yeah. which is it's different in some ways, but same in, in many others. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I would like to go and do that in the future. Mm-hmm. But um, I figured I would start where I started with my Rosenstock cool. discography yeah. and start with, with Worry. I was um, just to start. I was very I was pleasantly surprised by the album. Good. Um, I didn't really know much to, you know, going into it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I also got a lot of nostalgic vibes. Like, it made it made me feel like I wanted to be like a kid again. Like, mm-hmm. it was very. Okay. I don't want to say juvenile because that sounds like it's bad. I mean, like, you feel like you're transported back to like, I don't know, high school or middle school, and you're seeing like a local band play at like the yep. small little venue. And it's like mm-hmm. the biggest time of your life. Like, yeah. You know, like that's the thing. I I just got a lot of cool vibes like that. Yeah. Um, it was very raw, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I feel like that uh, that sentiment that you're feeling, he brings it up a lot in the lyrics, too, especially just in the first song, We Beg to Explode, mm-hmm. where he's talking about, like, friends will disappear after they fall in love, and they want to go get married, have kids, and all mm-hmm. this other stuff, and he's, like, kind of bitter about it, but not in, like, a bad way. Yeah. And I, I think it's 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 uh, him wanting to go back to those times and do all this other stuff, and... Um, 
I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it because it's it's a really good way to start the album off. It's 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 a little bit slower. It's yeah, a lot slower than a lot of the other songs, but mm-hmm. I feel like it builds up more as the song goes along. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny you talk about that with him like wanting to go back because people are getting married and having kids and all that. And I was reading, I was just I when I saw the album cover, I just thought it was cool. Like it was, mm-hmm. but, I, but I was like, where's oh, the connection? Shit. Yeah, and it's a picture that was taken at his wedding. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I just I was reading about it, and, and he got married in 2015. And, oh, cool. And this was actually a picture taken at his wedding. That's nice. And, then, and so that's it, him? It's, it's, no, I don't it's think not that's him. him but oh, okay. I just, I think it's kind of funny. It's almost, in a sense, contradictory. Mm-hmm. Because he's talking like people are getting married and having kids and moving. And like, but then again, yeah. it could be the fact that maybe he did that and didn't get distant. But mm-hmm. everyone else is. And that's like, and so he's then you've got of, the yeah. picture. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I can see like both sides of where maybe that picture comes mm-hmm. in and. Yeah, I, like you know. that. I forgot that I have the this or, on vinyl too. Or, I could have yeah. brought that. Oh, okay. um, a fun thing about the vinyl is you know how they have uh, well newer vinyls they have like download carts where yes. like if you have the little thing that comes with it, you can get the the digital version of the album. Um, this one had like wildflower seeds embedded into the card, so it's like you know when you're done with the card, instead of throwing it away, you can plant it and then you can grow like a plant out of it. Oh, that's pretty cool. You can get some cool flowers. Nice. Um, I got to do that eventually. I still have the the card, but. Um, That's really cool. Yeah, it's super cool. Yeah. Um, and it's a really cool vinyl. It's like it's a really deep blue. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, Cool. Yeah, no, this is a, it's a great album. Yeah, that, Good intro. just overall, the word I was looking for is like innocence. Okay. There's, there's a lot of innocence in it. Like mm-hmm. that kind of just raw, like innocent emotion on there. Yeah. Just kind of transport you back. Like when you're first discovering music and mm-hmm. going to live shows, it yep. has that emotion to it. I feel like it. punk rock in general has that. Yeah. Punk yeah. rock is not a very refined style of music. Yeah. It's fun. It's upbeat. It go, 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 go. Right. You know, and I feel like I got that from this, you know. With this, with a lot of, like, the group vocals and, yep. like, the distant vocals, like, not yeah. right into the mic, sounds like you're kind of in that tight club. Yeah. You know, like... Like, uh, you see this album played or... at, like, the Meadow, Xfinity, whatever the fuck you want to call yeah. it. I feel like I'd be like, this isn't working. No. You go see it at the Webster Toad's Place, yeah, something right, like that. Right. Like, you're just yeah. balls to the wall. Yes. Like, loving this. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's absolutely what was happening with me, too. I would love that. Yeah. yeah. But, um, you got Pash Rash after this one. Yep. I like this one. Yeah. Um, the first song was good. I just felt, you know, it, it did. It started slow. It's like a piano ballad to start. Up. Yeah. It, it had its place. It did its job. I wasn't, like, completely, like, sold on it 100%. But then this song comes in and just yeah. starts off kind of quiet and slow. So yep. you almost don't hear the transition yeah. from one to the mm-hmm. other. Yep. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, I'm at the punk rock show. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and it's not like a crazy long song either, right? It's only like two A lot of them aren't yeah. that long, especially when you get to that later half. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. The, the vignettes in the end is yeah. like I call them. But um, yeah, no, the song is it's it's short and sweet. But it, I, it's very sweet. I like it. I got a lot of, overall on the album, I got a lot of, like, early Foo Fighters and Weezer vibes, which okay. I thought was cool. Like, Blue Album Weezer. Yeah, he does know? have a lot of, like, punky influences, but mm-hmm. they're written to where they're still pretty fun. Yes. You know? Yes. Like, they're not, you know, super heavy or right. any kind of thing like that. It's it's, uh, it's a fun album to listen to, in my opinion. Yeah. And then I also like how he ends the song with, like, I want the song of the American dorm room or something like that. And then <laughs> yeah. goes into the festival song. Well, the guitar, and it's funny you mentioned Weezer because the guitar solo on this mm-hmm. sounds very like Weezer-esque with yeah. like that effect on it. Yep. And it's not super complicated. It's just a couple of notes, but just played in the right, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, right. it, it just works. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. just works is what I'm trying to, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, then festival song is the first single. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, dude, I, I love this song. Yeah, it's a good, just good, solid song. You yeah. can you can hear this like and envision it live yes. with the entire crowd doing the whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa, like everybody just doing yeah. that yeah. for freaking five fucking minutes, mm-hmm. like just nonstop yeah. until you can't make any more noise. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did this at the, at the concert too. So I can yeah, it's I can a, see this being a fun show. Yeah. Oh we yeah. Should see when does when he comes around. I think he is on tour right now, but I think he's in the UK oh, okay. with some other punk bands. He's doing a big festival I saw online somewhere. Cool. Um, 
But yeah, this one I am out of the way now because concerts are gonna close. Probably, yeah. Seriously. yeah. Um, <laughs> Delta, <laughs> Delta Airlines. Um, this um this song is uh it reminds me a lot of uh like Springsteen's like Born in the USA mm. kind of thing where yeah. it's got such a fun atmosphere to it and makes you want to sing. But if you look at the lyrics, they are so like shitting on the music industry and like being very like throwaway and him being like kind of being embarrassed to be a part of it mm-hmm. like even on the chorus they're like they wouldn't be your friend if you weren't worth something or if you didn't have something they could take it's like damn but the the, the song itself is so fun you know you've got the right the woes you can sing yeah. along and to the hey's. yep the hey-o's yeah yeah it's a good solid song yeah. <laughs> it's a very busy album like musically but yeah but it, it's not in a bad way. It, no, it, no. It's like it's got enough influences laid out. to the point where yeah. it's yeah, it's balanced. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There, there, there's there's uh, lyrics on here like it's such a packed album for thirty seven yeah, minutes. Yeah. He's like, and we'll wonder what just happened when the world becomes Manhattan, where the banks steal the apartments just to render them abandoned. It's like, wow. oh shit. That's, yeah. It's tough. Yep. Nice. Um, oh, there's there's a song like that later in the album. Those like shorter songs near the end where he just kind of screams, and I didn't really know what he was saying. And then you look at it, the lyrics and they're like soul crushing. They're like, oh shit, yeah, the world is just fucked. <laughs> there's not really a lot you can do about it. Yeah, but that's something I feel like a lot of the album does. Like, it's it realizes that things around you aren't great, but you got to focus on what's good. And the whole idea with worry is that love is worry. Like. You're worried about where they are, like what you're gonna be doing in the the future, and um, I think he mentions that on one of the later tracks, and that kind of brought the whole idea of the album around to mm-hmm. me again. So the next one, though, staring out the window, like yeah, goes mm-hmm. right back kind of down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love this like one a, though. It's almost like a transition. Yeah. You know, transition song. <laughs> he he's very good throughout the album with the flow like if oh, there's yeah. a, a couple bashers will like bring it down and then it'll bring it right yep. back up mm-hmm. um, sometimes those can kill the vibe of what and yeah. it, it just kind of yeah it's a good like uh, up and down kind of coaster yeah. well once me. again if you're not and, it's, and I know it's only because I did it like I was you know listening to it once or twice when I was doing something mm-hmm. and you never really heard the song breaks yeah mm-hmm. you know what I mean like I feel yeah. like it was just one long 37 minute kind of like a concept album almost, almost. Yeah, yeah in a sense yeah, yeah. like I think he, he just did a really good job with the flow especially yeah at least in the themes yeah I forgot what song it was like we'll get to it as we're listening but from that song on there was no breaks at all it was just one continuous oh, uh, bang at the door was that the first one yeah yeah that's where it starts and just doesn't stop yeah the whole thing. I love that I love kind that of thing that was great um, I, this, this song is great I love this one too mm-hmm. Um, this one kind of makes me nostalgic for an old apartment that I used to live in when I listened to this oh, song too. Nice. So it's it, like you know we we've mentioned before where albums that have like experiences with us tend to stick around and be one of our favorites because yeah. you have those kind of you know where you listen to it, who you were with, what you were doing at the time. Yep. And th- this song in specifics, um, well specifically was like a uh, it's like a like a snapshot of of a place I used to live and. It, it, it was a, it's a good memory. I like that. But again, I just I, I it was funny you brought that up because I mm. use that all the time. You know yeah. that I'm more from that mindset, which is kind of where you're you know connecting like yeah. the song is it reminds you of something and it doesn't. The Hailstorm album or EP we just did, mm-hmm. horribly recorded, not good quality. You know, only one song from that made it to their first debut album. But I could listen to that thing on repeat because I was there and saw it live. Right. Like, I remember that experience. Yep. So it's gives yep. you a whole other perspective when you kind of start to feel that. So a track after this was, uh, what, Wave Goodnight to Me? Yep. This one is a, it's a great track, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to say that for, for all of these anyway. But um, <laughs> um, this one is about a music venue that he played a lot at um, in Brooklyn, Death by Audio which was forced to close down in 2014. And so it was originally called Eden Song because the, the uh, venue owner was named Eden. And, you know, a lot of the lyrics are like him being angry and feeling sorrow for, like, the community he was part of kind of getting ripped up by, uh, 
was it gentrifying developers and people like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, I kind of like those themes, you know, like it goes along with, you know, like those nostalgic feelings that he experiences that I now experience for his experiences. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I just like the beginning that paints such a good picture. Like I used to walk down to the docks in spring and drink tall boys on the rocks by the water under the watchful eye of day glow cranes that spread like floods from corner to corner. He's very poetic with his lyrics, which He's is another a very good songwriter. Springsteen yeah. uh, quality that maybe I enjoy a bit about it. Um, it's, 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 yeah. I mean, in terms of the themes for the rest of the album, don't necessarily, I mean, they, they still kind of connect as well. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just another fun, like, punkish, not really punk, but it's like, well, the got lyrics punk qualities. don't necessarily always. Like, what's the word I'm looking for though? Like, even though the lyrics are pretty, like, you know, serious or upsetting or whatever mm-hmm. he's going with for that theme, the music doesn't always fit it. Like, the music is, yeah, makes it almost a more uplifting song than it right. really yeah. is. Right, exactly, yeah. So, it's it's an interesting dynamic. Yeah. Well, that's, that's another Bruce thing, too. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I think this is a good, um, just in terms of the music itself, I think it's a good full band, like, experience, like, where one isn't just leading away. Yeah. Although, Jet, he does have, i say his voice is an acquired taste. It is a little bit shouty and yelpy from time to time. I was thinking, as soon as this song came in, because it's not a super heavy song, it's kind of, like you said, it's like a kind of a punk ballady kind of feel, and mm-hmm. then I'm like, oh, it's lyrics for me. He's like, he literally sounds like he's shouting. It's like, but you're shouting, yeah. like, I'm key. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. So, there are points where it's a little shaky, but I kind of like the imperfection to it. It's a, it makes it more authentic. Yeah, yeah that, and that's what adds to the experience for mm-hmm. me. I, I don't mind it at all, because it fits. Exactly. You know, sometimes, like, the drum fills are, like, a little off, or, mm-hmm. but that that's fine. You know, yeah. It doesn't have to be pro-tooled out. Exactly, yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. The come on, come on, come on, get out of here. I could just imagine, like, you know, a group of friends, you know, yep. you guys got beers in your hands and just shouting that at the con- concert, at, you know. Yep. I, I like that. Yep. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. And he, he throws in a well-placed and well-timed guitar solo here and there. Yeah. It's nothing. I'm assuming he plays guitar or no? Yeah, yeah he plays. I so, I mean, you know, it's nothing like it's... You're not getting any crazy tapping but but I don't think that would that wouldn't fit the music anyway it matches no the song exactly needs. exactly yeah yeah he so. plays exactly what needs to be played mm-hmm. it's good it's good and then you go over to uh to be a ghost this song is is awesome I love this song and in in terms of that kind of crest of like mm-hmm. high energy to low it, it flows right into that I think yep and um it's it's pretty political in the lyrics uh, not political but like people like at least in the younger generation like trying not to be as like like how bigger corporations don't really want you to be as vocal about things you don't like mm-hmm. where they want you to be a ghost as to like you know mm-hmm. where they rob you of your hope you've got power and they're not expecting anything it's like oh shit um, he talks in the beginning about like police brutality too where, like, he's, uh, fuck off the internet. I'm tired of circling amongst apologists who love ignoring the reality of unarmed civilians executed publicly. Like, oh, shit, all right. So, it, it's, an, it's an interesting, like, realization where, like, a lot of bigger things try to use you as a bit of a pawn. Mm-hmm. And then um, in the bridge, he's, he even says, like, I rush to my phone because I don't want to feel alone. They force us to grow into a world without a soul. It's like... Fuck. Like they're they're it's, that's so that's like extremely potent lyrics for me at least. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. he speaks a lot to a bit of like our our generation, um, just kind of being reliant a lot a lot a lot of bigger things. So they want you to be a ghost to be like you know not as human as you are, but mm-hmm. you know I don't know I enjoyed it. There there is like a in the middle of the, the track it just kind of like slows down and just has that bass going. Yeah. So I can understand why it's not one of your favorites, favorites, but I I liked it like just for the simple fact of it, its dynamics. Like it started off with just him and guitar with like distant vocals, like not right into the mic, kind of yeah. sound like 
what we do with our microphone, just kind of in the middle of the table. Mm -hmm. And then some group vocals come in, and then it comes in full band. Yeah. And then it has that really cool, it's not really a guitar solo, but the guitar solo matches um, the, like, vocal pattern from the verses. Yep. And it, and it just kind of builds up from there. I like that. Mm -hmm. It's a well-written song. And before it comes song. back in heavy, yeah. you have kind of those woos, yeah. which mm -hmm. to me just kind of fit in and give you kind of like that ghostly feel. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I like that. It does a good building yeah. to it too. A lot, of, a lot of different things happening for kind of a simple song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I like in that kind of screamed part at the end where he's like, uh, if you're tired of being told to stop complaining about the cold, burn those fuckers in their homes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Burst yeah. their bubble and break their bones. They want you to be a ghost. So it's like, it's a bit of an empowerment song, too, for yeah. people like that are just kind of feeling like they don't really matter. It's like, mm -hmm. no, you got, you got power. You can still do this shit. So I think that's a, a cool sentiment to leave people with. Yeah, for sure. So this is one of my, uh, not necessarily favorites, but it's one of my... my Tops. Yeah, I connect with it a lot, I think. Yeah. But I mean, I do that with pretty much all the tracks. <laughs> Next up we have... Uh, Pietro, 60, 60 years, years old. old. I gotta find if there's like deeper meaning in this song. I mean, this one, it's 35 yeah. seconds. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's the guy in the picture. <laughs> Maybe. I could see Point. him being 60. Yeah, there's no way he's 60. Anyway, um, it says it's the first track on the B-side of Worry, which uh, Rosenstock intended to be a thematically linked reflection on how the capitalist-driven precarious communities may threaten the lifelong quality of true love. Okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> Two masters degree and a bachelor degree. We got a word we can't not pronounce. Yeah, right. <laughs> Precarization. Ooh, yeah. Actually, I just finished well, I my sixth year. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Not to be braggadocious, but... All right, all right. Well, then you read the fucking word. Okay. <laughs> Precarization. Anyway. Uh, it's pretty much from, like, DeVry University, so I can't brag too much. Here we go. Okay, I found it. <laughs> Got it? Um, this short song tells the story of an elderly couple that Rosenstock and his wife, Christine, met while sorting their own wedding papers at the courthouse. Rosenstock was inspired by the encounter in which he saw the comforting proof that true happiness can be found at any age and that no one's life is ever truly settled, a theme that resonates with the wider concerns of the discography. So, All right. yeah, I think For he a 35 see, second interlude. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. I really consider it as an intro to yes. I did something weird last Correct. night. Yep. So, but the way that it does that it kind of builds it up perfectly. So, <laughs> just that combination. Your life is never settled in love. I did something weird last night. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. And like, we may we may have to reconsider some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, he do, he does talk about like uh, making out in his van with some girl, and I think that's the whole thing. Like, I don't I don't think it was. Uh... Oh, here it is. Yeah, I made out with a van with a girl I like. We were kind of drunk, but it seemed all right, so we made out for the entire ride. Hope he wasn't driving. <laughs> Make it out and driving. That's that's a good combo, yeah. Magic wood. I love this chorus though. I can sing a lot of these lyrics. This is the point in the album where I started to like, all right, like mm -hmm. really get into it. Yeah, this song is is definitely one of those tracks that does it for me too. Yeah, um, one of my favorites. And it's funny that when you read it, it's like now we're on the B side of the album, yeah. so I can clearly tell that. You know, the first half of the album were kind of like just kind of single solitary songs, mm -hmm. maybe connected thematically, but the second half of the album is like an opus. Like, yeah. it's just boom, like a, yep, you know, just a big epic. I like, I like his that. quicker vocals, like the way he kind of like rhythmically sings on this yeah. part. Yeah. And that guitar follows right along mm -hmm. with kind of that, that rhythmic, the vocals. I like that. Yeah. 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 And then it's, um, where it's like, will I ever see you again? The drums yeah. kind of match them. Yeah. yeah. It's very tight. Oh, yeah. For how raw it is, like, they're still tight. And that's, that's, they got that that perfect balance. The indication, and, and Joe, I'm, I'm thinking you can back me on this, the indication of, like, a more raw-sounding album is the snare drum. Yes. Like, when you get an album that's super produced, super tight, super whatever... You always have that snare drum that sounds like when you hit it, it's going to break. Yeah. Like, just pop. Mm -hmm. And then you've got this, which is like a little bit of more like 
kind of that John Bonham sound. It's a little bit heavier, a little yeah. bit kind of It's just less produced. It's yeah. like less like treated, you know? Yeah. For me, it's the cymbals, actually. Okay. It, if you, if they don't bother putting symbols in the background, then I can tell like, all right, they wanted a nice full gotcha. raw sound, you know. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, I like. I'm the audio engineer. You both are wrong. <laughs> yeah. Right. No. Um, no. I no. I understand. I understand <laughs> that. Yeah. Um, I I really like how, um, in the courses as he goes along where. Like if I see if I see you soon, will you want to see me, or you want to sneak away? And he says, "Did I creep you out like a scary movie?" I hope they would feel the same. But as he goes on and repeats it again, mm -hmm. to say, "Did I creep you out like a garbage movie?" And then the last one where he's kind of going crazy, he says, "Did I creep you out like a scene in a terrible movie?" Yeah. And he gets really like into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like some shit in a terrible movie. That's what it is. Yeah, I like this. Yeah, that, this song is a lot of fun for me. Mm-hmm. And then we talk about that flow, but it kind of just stops, and the next song comes. Yeah, which is, but but it's not, it's not a bad stop. It sounds like a pause in the music, yeah, and then comes in rather than like, okay, what just happened? Because mm -hmm. then even last damage day, I mean, it comes in pretty right. quick. You have those, um, you know, quarter notes on the snare there. Da, 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 da. Yeah, if I was. I'm not as crazy about this song in general, but I still enjoy it, if that makes sense. I, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. It gets a little repetitive with that same, you know, motive. Yeah. They kind of rely a bit on that too much. But I do enjoy the choruses where he's like, I am never letting go. It like goes to like double time, kind of like a shuffle yes. beat. I kind of like that. Oh, well, there's a part in the, uh, I think it's is this song. Yeah, it's on this song where in the end where he's doing that shuffle beat and then goes into three uh like like four four. Yep. Oops, oops, went too far. I mean, it's it's near the end, but um, yeah, the, I would say the yeah, I really like the percussion in this song yeah. more than a lot of the other ones. Yeah, I like the uh, like bell kit too, the like xylophone. Yep. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. That was a good addition. And this uh, lyrically is the most like downtrodden. Because these are the blast damage days where, like, the world is kind of fucked. But, I mean, I don't want to get too much into that because that would be really sad. <laughs> yes. Um, but. Um, and then from here on out, it doesn't stop. No. And I no. love it. Well, I mean, even this, yeah, it kind of, like, builds up into uh, the next one. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, no song breaks at all. It just keeps going yep. from one yeah. song to the other. It really just takes you for a wild ride, and I love it. Yeah. Start with bang on the door. Bang on the door. Bang on the door. I'm pretty sure this song is about um, like evictions and okay. like feeling, hearing the bang on the door of the landlord trying to kick him out. There's even a line where he's like, "I'm tired of the neighbors judging me for coming home late and drunk and judging me for the time I wake up and all this other stuff." Mm -hmm. I will say that his lyrics, when he's going fast, they're a bit harder to comprehend. Yeah. But I mean, you know. I think that's just the genre, yeah. though. Now, yeah. With this song, that was my only downside, is I thought this was where, for like vocally, he was the most kind of like just all over the place, you know? Yeah. Just so, kind of screaming and what. And I get for the vibe of the song, it works. But, you know, this was the one where I kind of was like, eh, not as, I don't know. Maybe in concert, you're like kind of like into it, but just a little too. too probably shouting. not one, right. Probably not one you're like singing along to. You're no. just kind of like. Moshing yeah. to or headbanging yeah. to, you know. I'm pretty sure he's played this all the way through at the yeah. concert too. It, so, it sounds I mean, he, it's built for that. Yeah, he takes like a bit of a break when it gets really um, bigger near like a, a, a hellhole. Mm -hmm. It stops there. But um, if you um, heard anything off of his newer album where he gets a little ska inspired, uh, then Rainbow will that, be the track. I was going to say Rainbow is the most ska on the album. I'm just yeah. going to say that song came in, and I just I love that sound. I yeah. love the horns. It reminds me of like, I, and again, we talk about where you were, what you did. Yeah. Of all the bands, just super random. I saw Streetlight Manifesto once mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. at freaking at, at the Webster, mm -hmm. and then there were like three bands before because the Webster and it's a bunch of no name ska bands, and it was just. Having them up there with the trombones and the trumpets and the, it was it was a fucking banging show. Like I had a blast. You know, all the people are skanking. You're in the middle of this pit. Nobody like, 
I'm so used to mosh pits where there's at least one guy trying to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're yep. just like, dude, relax. We're all just having fun here. And the, those ska, the skank pit, everyone was like, just having a good time, dancing around each other, bump in, keep going. Yeah. Like, this just brought me right back to that, like, high yeah. school, seeing Streetlight yeah. Manifesto, mm-hmm. Webster. You yeah. Know, it was a really cool. Yeah. For sure, yeah. But it's, it's, this was one of my favorites. Yeah. It's good. No, I, yeah. Yeah. If you do like this sound, you should listen to Ska Dream, the the re, not remix, but like the re, for, redid version of his newest album. Okay, it's, it's got a lot of uh, good songs on it like this. Yeah, no, I was. Um, yeah, it was a cool change, yeah. and it fit. Yeah. Um, before we get too deep yes. into the the vignettes, as I like to call them, just in the, the back half. Yes. Of the album too deep in the back let's, half. Uh, let's toss back some some be hoppy some be hoppy time. <laughs> too deep in the back half. We've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So this is the one I actually have not had. Before. This is the uh, this is the the left coast. So the, I, I'm assuming a West Coast style IPA. Yes. I'm expecting okay. this to be much more hoppier, less fruity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> well, yeah. I, it's I kind know of what I expect. It's the West Coast. You know, yeah. a little bit, uh, little little uh, more bitter. This yeah. is what. Um. Hetty Topper reminds me of. I know you guys did Hetty Topper mm-hmm. a couple episodes Hetty ago. Hetty Topper, in my opinion, is just stronger. Okay. Like it's got a little stronger flavor, and it's got... Well, it's just on the hoppier end. It has that, yeah, that, that it's bitter... It's a West Coast IPS yeah. style. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, they they call that a New England double IPA. I don't know. Maybe because of the double. Maybe Could that's be. why. Yeah. Where this is a single, it's only six and a half. The other mm-hmm. one's eight, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, it's got a light orange color with white foam and nice lacing. I don't know what that is, but uh, aroma like of citrus rug? floral and pine. I was thinking like a lingerie. Oh, <laughs> hey, nice lacing, babe. <laughs> um, but it's wow, got you a. Know how to tie your shoes? <laughs> no Velcro Damn. here. You got the fucking double knot going. There? <laughs> <laughs> double knot. Look at the bunny ears. <laughs> anyway, it's got Citra and Cascade hops, uh, with Valley malt flaked barley and warthog wheat. Wheat. Warthog. Yes, and of course. Warhol. Uh, the food pairings are roasted chicken, seared steak, and fish tacos. That all sounds delicious. Yeah, I'm not a fish guy, but tacos in general. Oh, I can. I, I've become a fish guy. Oh, really? Not like all fish. I could have shrimp, crab. Um, fish tacos are the tits? Yeah, fish tacos are the tits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Shrimp tacos? Yeah. Oh. That all sounds good. Damn, <laughs> we're going to have to get some lunch out And some bee hoppy, yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. But it's, it's, it's much more bitter. Mm-hmm. Well, not much more because yes. the other one's 55. This one is 70. 70. Um, it's got a little bit more uh, percentage with an SRM of 6, which we... Uh, What's SRM? It's like the, uh, we did this for the, oh, the, the color. color. Yes. I mean, it's the color of it, yeah. The color. Yes. It's a scale of 1 to 40, so 1 is like almost like completely blonde, and, and 40 this is like <laughs> almost black. One, one is Rolling Rock. Yeah. And 40 is Guinness. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yep. So it's a 6, so it's pretty uh, pretty on the, this the, is pretty, the blonde-ish pretty light. side. Yes. I can see, even though we're not drinking at, through transparent containers, yep. I can tilt it and see. You can see the recycling number on the yeah. bottom of yeah. the... Yeah. It has today. a nice blue tint. <laughs> nice blue. I love blue beer. Very, very different. I. It's cool how yes. they made them both. Yeah, um, they have their own distinct yes. kind of tastes Correct. to them. And mm. this one is a bit more uh, commercial, I'd say. I feel like you can get it more places. Mm-hmm. Um, available year-round. And... Yeah, they also come in glass bottles too, which the Don't Worry does not. Ooh. And I've seen this at bars and you know on tap some places. Mm-hmm. So I've seen it. It's their flagship. Yes, beer. the Be Hoppy one. Yes, yes, I see that more than Don't Worry. Yeah, I actually had to go to two different package stores to get both of them because I had to drive from uh, probably like 20, 25 minutes just to go to get Don't Damn. Worry. Yeah, committed. You I was. You should have let us know. It's okay. We can. We can. Yeah, point. I was texting. Canvas the state. I don't even all. know if I had to get beer. <laughs> if you want for you, like... <laughs> if you want to do a thing where you have the all day and we have the pecan again, then you know, yeah, right. beer for yourself. <laughs> I thought about that as I was driving home at like a 10.30 at night. I'm like, shit. I need to get beer. What did I have to get? <laughs> Hope Joe's late. <laughs> yeah, which I was. Uh, I would have made it work. 
Yeah. Back to the album? Yes. Yes, yes, yes we shall. So we just finished on the, the Ska one, which was uh, Rainbow. Planet um, Luxury is next. So nice. Yeah. Planet Luxury is the, the shouted one. To this type of song mm-hmm. when you're in a car. Which the sirens go off. Oh, I know. <laughs> dude. Any, I song, know. I know. any song that has a siren <laughs> in it yeah. scares yeah. the shit out of me. You could yeah. be doing 25 in a 35, like, hands in at 10 and of, 2. Yeah. And that goes off, and you're like, shit, am I wearing my seatbelt? How much did I drink? Right. <laughs> it's I'm going to pull over now. Yeah. I didn't drink anything, but how much did I drink? Is my breath going <laughs> to... Meanwhile, it's just Jeff. I feel like having sirens in songs should be illegal. <laughs> we should we should contact someone yes. about that. Dear Music. <laughs> At Music. <laughs> Next one, Hell Hole. I like the way this is titled yes. Hell, Hell Hole. Yeah, it's kind of stretched out. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's a ballad. Yeah. yeah. This one, I feel like, is like the turning point for the uh, kind of continuous tracks. <laughs> yeah. Wrong, wrong pipe, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> hands up. Hands in the air so you don't yeah, choke. Look up. There you go. <laughs> Please you out. Um, anyway, um, I love Hellhole because I feel like the album kind of snapped on Planet Luxury where like he's just kind of having a big freak out on it. Yeah. Because he doesn't really like shout or do anything. Yeah. He just kind of goes off. And then this kind of completely cuts with like the, the the guitar feedback kind of going, and then goes into like this cute little this ballad thing, and he's, it's it's also it's like a, a realization on his end, like yeah, oh like they don't really give a fuck about us, like and we don't want to be living in a hellhole, waste our energy on all these assholes. It's kind of a a good like realization, like oh I'm gonna make it about me and find happiness in myself instead of having these big corporations or some outside. Force trying to force it on me, mm-hmm. so it's like a. I feel like it's where the like the tipping point of the the album goes. It's a. It's very emotional for me at least. I've listened to this in the car before and kind of uh, scream, sang, and cried a little bit listening to this. Yeah. This this I if you can't tell I like this album a bit. Yes, you do. Yes. I just personally thought the chorus was a little annoying. Just the constant. Yeah. I just got very repetitive and it was kind of like. I don't know. He almost overused Hellhole for me to make it like as effective as I think he was going for. Mm-hmm. That's like just, that was kind of my take on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I say ending, but it was really the beginning of June twenty first. Be- yeah, <laughs> and I thought the same thing. Because at this point, they're just like yeah, they're like so minute smooth. long bangers yeah. one after the other. Exactly. I really yeah. like June twenty first. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. This is his like realization of like, oh, I can actually go out because June twenty first, I think, is like the first day of summer. June yeah. solstice, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he contrasts like summer being the superior alternative to like you know the bleak and shitty winter that Fuck he was yeah, going through, or if he has some kind of like seasonal depression or something like that. Right. You know, he's like, "This beautiful out here. Nothing I'd rather do than slay the nightmare arm in arm with you." <coughs> he talks about how it's like eighty four degrees forever. Every uh, June 21st, I try to post this song on uh, social oh. media. I forgot this year. Of, oh, you forgot this <laughs> yes, year? I did I forget this year. Last year. I remember this. Sorry. What happened? You forgot. Oh, you I'm forgot. sorry. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> one job. I, did, I had one job. One fucking job. Yeah, I really like June 21st. It's probably one of my favorites out of the... Uh, I like that. Where? At the end. Oh, 84 degrees forever. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Kind of taking some uh, bits of Hellhole, like that. Do, yes. Do, 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 do. So those those songs are very much linked for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Next up, the the fuzz. The fuzz. Um. Yeah, this song is good, but it's like it, it brings it back down a bit. It's kind of straightforward. Yeah. Like, from a lot of, like, the, you got the Scott and the ballads and the screams and the back and forth. This one's just kind of like that kind of flat line. It's just a very simple, yep. standard, straightforward song. Yep. He's kind of, like, refinding love again while, you know, the innocent get slaughtered and the guilty get a fine. And it's like, and it's like shitty lyrics, but he's still trying, he's finding things that he likes out of those shitty things and finding I, the positive in the negative. I do like the drums in the verse. It's very Joe Sod esque. <laughs> oh, that okay. kind of like. Doom, 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 bah, doom, 
I have a style. That like, uh, well, that you'll you'll throw in like we'll be playing like quick. Yeah. And then you'll throw in that like that halftime. The halftime. And, I'm and big halftime guy. You are a big halftime. Yeah. Guy. I almost exactly. do it too much. Super Bowl <laughs> halftime guy. Not yet. Yeah. I'll let you know. But not okay. Yet. All right. But I got like that halftime was just that was a cool like yeah change up from mm-hmm. the drums being just dooch 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 the yeah. whole like album yeah. on and off. Yep. So I did like that. I yeah I've said uh uh. A lot of parts on this album are like a drummer's dream to like go out yes. and play because there's so many switch ups. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and I've seen the the drummer. He's like a this like kind of shorter, skinnier guy, but he's just going crazy on the yeah. drums. Love and, it. Yeah, little everything's a little faster. Hell. Yeah, yeah. Everything's a little faster when they do it live too, so they they get it going. Cool. Yeah, and again, it just has that innocence throughout. Still, yeah. You know, yeah. where all I want to do is hold you, but I'm afraid I'll squeeze too tight. Yep, and just musically too, like. You just want to go out and play a show, or you want to go out and see this show. Yeah. You know, it's great. Yeah, and it ends on that kind of, like, fake drum beat, mm-hmm. like, machine or something. Transfers into uh, While You're Alive, which is kind of a, a follow-up to, to Be a Ghost. Correct. I, I was yeah. going to say, because okay. the ellipses at the beginning yes. and the end of those two songs. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought this was a good yin to the other songs, Yang. Yeah, I, I like how... Um, he compares like, you know, you're you're kind of a ghost when you're when you're alive, right? And so he's now saying like, I want to have the chance to tell you I love you while you're still alive because mm-hmm. he in his mind like everyone loves you when you're dead kind of thing. Yeah. So and I like the the last sentiments of uh, while you're alive where he, he says um, kind of it, it ties everything in for me. He says um. It's not like the love that they showed us on TV. It's a home that can burn. It's a limb to freeze. It's worry. Love is worry. So without mm. that kind of worriness, like, you know, what is it? You know, so that kind of ties it in. Like, you know, there's so many downtrodden, like, sadder parts of the album being worried about the entire world. But love is worry. You know, you love the world enough to where you want to worry about it. Because if you didn't, then you wouldn't give a shit. And that kind of human nature is important to have. So I think that's a, an interesting kind of connection that he makes in those lyrics. I like that. And um, the group vocals at the end, too. Yeah. Pretty powerful. And what an ending. Yeah. With perfect sound, whatever. It is a good song. I will say I'm a little disappointed that it ended on a fade out. Yes. I just felt like after this grand, like, epic, like, mm-hmm. just b-side continuum you need i just felt like i needed that big ring out that last beat or whatever it was or Mm -hmm. just like a hard Um, stop yeah because it would have been like it fit a lot of the things that were occurring into it yeah but i mean it wasn't a huge like deal breaker for me it it was just i would have liked especially this song i I felt like there were a lot of moments where you like lyrically or musically there was a a good note where you could hit at the end um but it's still a good song. It's it's, yep, powerful. Yep, and um, apparently the title is likely influenced by Pavement's 1991 EP "Perfect Sound Forever." Oh, so perfect sound, whatever. I guess I don't know. Plan, right? Um, but you know, I like the sentiment that perfect always takes so long because it doesn't exist. Right. And so he kind of ends with the it doesn't exist kind of screaming at the end. Which is maybe why they chose a fade out to show that it's ongoing and yeah, yeah. you know, you got to keep working towards it. And a lot of that where he's trying to find a perfect sound mm-hmm. to finish it off, like you can't really find it, so you might as well just end it on this realization that you can't find it. That's probably it. And at least tie it in like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't, actually, I don't mind the fade out as much. Yeah, I, like I said, it's not a deal breaker. Because a perfect sound doesn't exist, Joe. True. So, like, it, it makes sense. It makes sense, you know? It, it just doesn't effects. exist. It doesn't. Yeah. Wow. What a journey. Great what album. a journey, really? It really was a great album. It was. Yes. I was... Saying pleasantly surprised means, like, I wasn't looking forward to it. Well, I just had no context. Well, a lot context. of weird shit at us, let's be honest. Well, right. Yes, I, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I, I, don't, this is, I didn't know what to expect. this is a little bit more straightforward for some of the stuff you've thrown at us. Yeah. yeah. It really is. Yeah. I didn't know what to expect and this was this was a great album. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I expect the indie rock but the punk rock kind of threw me off coming from you. Yeah. Because you know I don't see you as somebody from kind of that quick fast paced trashy like mm-hmm. it's a little bit you know different from you know. Yeah. 
can see ghosts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which he threw at me out of nowhere. I was like, okay. Right, I got to listen to that. That's good. That's a great album, too. I'm behind on the music. Um, Let's wrap it up here. Do it. Yeah. Um, Tom, good pick. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, this was a fun album, uh, and it, especially that back half. I could just throw this on, and it's like, mm-hmm. we talk about like a vibe album a lot, but like... yeah. It has a lot of lyrical context, but it, it, it is also a good, like, just kind of party kind of album. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely something you can play in a, a public setting and you wouldn't get too many gawks yeah. or something. Yeah. So I, I really enjoy it for it what it is. It fits well in a lot of settings. I've uh, I've listened to it quite a bit. It's my seventh most played album of all time. Wow. Um, I, yeah, it's yeah, one, one of my favorite albums. If yeah. you couldn't tell, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Sure. So. Tracks? tracks? I think we, we should do tracks. Yeah, this is, again, going to be tough, even listening through it one more time while we've been talking. Exactly, yeah. So um, I guess I will I will start. Um, mm-hmm. I really loved I Did Something Weird Last Night. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, a great track that kind of... Uh, well, it, it has that intro from Pietro, 60 years old. But, um, I don't know, it just feels like a, a good feeling song, even though it's there's a bit of off-puttedness to it. Um, I think it kind of connects a lot, and um, I did a I did a Joe song because I can't name just one, so I went uh, with festival song after that. I really okay. like those uh, kind of festival feeling to a song that he, he kind of writes for it. Yep. And um, yeah, those are my two favorites. Anyone hear that? He just spanked me. He did. Joe just <laughs> turned around, and spanked Mike around the ass. Thank <laughs> you, Kind of fucked up, but you know. May I have another? Uh, <laughs> Posh rash. Yeah. That was I, I really yeah. like that song coming right in. Early on, it was like the first kind of like banger, like hit went. That was that was a great song to, especially after we begged to explode, which was a good song and a mm-hmm. cool opening. But it was really it was piano ballad, yeah, yeah. slow, and then this came in and, in my opinion, kind of set the pace for the remainder of the album. Yeah, okay. yeah. Cool. I'm going wave goodnight to me. Absolutely, great um, I, I, I think it's the one of the most, if not the most, just solid complete song on the album. You know, it has. That has a little guitar solo at the end too, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, and then Tom hearing you explain the, the meaning behind the song too yep. about the music venue. Yep. That that kind of resonated with me. So that's my uh, my top song, Wave Goodnight to Me. Awesome. Bottom song. <sighs> Can we count the Pietro as a song? I mean, it's not really a song. I didn't really need that. Mm, okay. um, sure. But if I had to pick an actual song... Um, I guess I would say Planet Luxury. It's not that I hated it. I just feel like... Yeah, no, I understand that. You know, I don't know. He didn't have to do that that much. That. Yeah. He didn't have to go that he hard. Didn't yeah, that. didn't have to go that hard. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I went with uh, Blast Damage Days. Yeah. But I still enjoyed it, if it makes sense. Because, yeah. you know... That kind of gets a bit old after so many repetitions, yeah. um, but I do like the the chorus of that. But if I had to pick one, I guess I'd pick that. Yeah, I went with Planet Luxury. Um, I just I think the vocals killed it for me. Like, don't get me wrong. Obviously, I'm, I'm listening to like Lamb of God and these guys, but it's different. Yeah, I just yeah. felt like he screamed and screamed, and I was like, listen, mm-hmm. you could have screamed a little bit and then like adjust it. I don't know. It just Mm-hmm. It didn't really just sink in for me. Okay. Yeah. And then Sleeper? Sleepy Dark Horse. Sleepy Dark mm-hmm. Horse. This is Narcoleptic. tough. Rainbow. Okay. I just love that Makes ska sense. feel. It was a completely different vibe all of a sudden, but still fit. Yeah. Um, in front of me. Yeah, that, that, that Rainbow was right in my wheelhouse. Cool. I loved, that was a great song. Okay. Um, My turn? Yes. I think I got to go June 21st. Ooh. It's, it's super short. But they were able to fit every kind of song dynamic you want in mm-hmm. like a, a good like fast like good rock song in a minute. Yes. Uh, so I think that's my sleeper. But I, I gotta say I gotta say if you want to give this album a shot, then you really gotta listen from like the last damage days to the end because it is just a trip. Yep. It's really good. Definitely. It's very hard to distinguish like to pick something out of that mm-hmm. when it really just all has a piece to something greater. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pick a couple yeah. again. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Staring at the Window at Your Old Apartment. Yeah. I, I really enjoy that one a yeah. lot. Um, 
Wave Good Night to Me also is a, a great track like yeah. you had mentioned. And I'm going to go with a combo of Hellhole and Ju 21st because mm. I feel like those are kind of tied in together. Yeah. It's like the, the realization moment of, you know, kind of pushing away all those depressive episodes that he had for the whole rest of the album. And then mm-hmm. it kind of brightens up right near the end for me. So, yeah. Um, I really enjoyed those as well. Cool. All right. Let's rate it. Let's give them ratings. All right. The album? I don't know yeah. why you both looked at me, but I mean, I'll start. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mike, start rating the you album. You both looked at me at the same time. I looked time. at Tom first, then I looked at you. Well, I was like, I guess I can go. If, you know. Well, it's your album. I, it is I'm, my album. I think I'm, that's ahead, kind of ahead. tradition uh, that the person yeah, who picks the album starts to review. But you both just looked at me out of nowhere. I was like, what well, the fuck? What's, like what's at not you? to look at? My shirt's on now. I just spanked you. And? Hair's up, shirt's on. I mean, it's... He's got it up in that bun, though. The mic bun. Anyway. Um, so it's it's no surprise that I uh, enjoy this album quite a bit. Um, I didn't do it. I'm going to give it the 10 out of 10. Whoa! Yes. Yes, this album is one of my favorites of all time. It's got so many cool underlying themes to it. It hit me right at that perfect age of like mm. kind of maturing my music tastes a bit. It's got a lot of different themes of like, you know being a bit more depressive in its lyrics while still finding hope and joy out of that that worriness you know mm-hmm. and that doesn't that didn't really hit me until a lot of listens you know that um you can you can get the sense of being worried for the whole album on a lot of what he's saying but that second meaning of finding love out of worry um kind of uh got to me a bit more as it was going um but i love all the pun- the fun punk elements of this uh fantastic lyric writer and uh musician the band is really tight and cohesive. His singing is very um, passionate, while not necessarily being pitch perfect and gussied up all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a lot that works for this album for me. And Jeff Rosenstock's a great guy. You know, he does a lot of charity stuff. He does a lot of vocalist. Like uh, he's very vocal about um, big movements and being mm-hmm. active in the scene. So, cool. and he's bringing ska back. So. Yeah. What's not to love? I'm going to give this album a 10 out of 10. It's a great nice. album for me. Awesome. Wow. Mm-hmm. Is this your first? No, did you give MF Doom? I gave MF Doom a 10, and I gave uh, Alice in Chains Dirt a 10. Yes. Yes. You did. Equivalent of a 10. Yes, yes. yeah, it was a 5. Yeah, through some uh, Actually, I think I gave versions. like a 4.8 or something. Yeah. Something close to a 10. Yeah. But at least I gave. This yes. was, But this album was a clean 10. This is a 10 I remember out of 10. the others, you were kind of like bullied in. Yes, yeah. No, was, I gave it a 9.5. I'm, yeah. I'm on the list now. Okay. I got a list now. Yeah. But I gave um, the MF Doom a 10. But this, this is absolutely 10 out of 10 for me. Go Sweet. This album. Awesome. awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go. Uh, no, I'm going last now because you both okay. looked at me. I'll go. Almost. Yeah. No, I'll <laughs> go. I'm going last. I really enjoy this album a lot. Um, uh, God, I'm, 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 I'm going to give it a 7.5. 7.5? Yeah, 7.5. 7.5 out of 10 bops. <laughs> this was... This was a, a great album. I'll definitely like listen to this again. It was fun, a good journey. Yeah. And again, that back half, just the continuous mm-hmm. continuity. Mm-hmm. Good shit. Good pick, Tom. Thank you. Uh, I that's what I had in my head. Seven five. Um, I really liked it. Honestly, for me, the only when you look at it from like the punk ska standpoint, his voice fits perfectly. Mm-hmm. Is his voice my favorite? No. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that and. That was probably one of the few things, you know, but I did enjoy it. I listened to it three or so times just doing this. We listened to it on the ride home from we the did. last recording. Yeah. When we were um, leaving uh, Joe's house, oh, okay. we, listened we listened to it all the way through. On the way back, we listened the all the way through. Yeah. I got a little bit of details coming from him as we were listening to it. Yep. And the pouring rain that mm-hmm. came out of nowhere. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, 7.5. I would listen to it again. I'm not going to run out and listen to it. Like, it's not going to be something I listen to once a week. But when I'm in this kind of like wanting something that's going to jam and a little bit more... Yeah. Kind of raw and nostalgic, as you said. Nice kick. It definitely was a, a, mm-hmm. a change up in a, an album I really did enjoy. Nice. Yeah, I'm glad you. Cool. I'm glad you all like that. Yes. Yeah, that means a lot. How about our beers? Excuse me. So are we ranking them like one and two, I or get, are we going? I think we should probably rate them separately, eight, just because there's only two yeah, of them. Yeah, I'll, I'll rate them. Okay. That works. Um, so I do like. I'm trying to remember which one it was. We'll start with "Don't Worry" and then we'll go okay. to "Happy." I. I do like Don't Worry Better. This is my style of beer. Yep. Well, we um, live east. We Yeah, we are on... <laughs> no, no oh, we right. live right. We live we're on right. the right... Sorry. We're we on the right, right coast. Oh, as they're on the, the correct coast. Yeah, they're on the wrong coast. Yes. <laughs> no, um, I'm, I'm just a bigger fan of this style of IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It was a very tasty beer. Yes. Um, I'm going to give Don't Worry. I'm going to give it an 8. Nice. This was a solid beer. Um, be hoppy. Very good. I just It's just the hoppiness. It doesn't have yes. a good... I like a little citrus in my beer, and this didn't have enough for me. Um, but it was still a well-made beer. I'm going to give Be Hoppy a five and a half. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. where I'm at. That's fair. That's yeah. Fair. Um, Were you expecting something different? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, no, I just don't worry. Email. Classic kind of, you know, juicy or hazy or yeah. New England IPA. I thought it was very mild, which was good. Um, I'm going to give him a seven and a half. Okay. Could have had a little bit. It was missing that X factor, mm-hmm. other than the fact that it was a good New England IPA. It was missing that kind right. of like. Well, what separate? Why am I going to buy this over something else? My X factor was the fact that it was lighter, okay. and you could, you know, drink more of it and not feel mm-hmm. kind of weighed I down. Yeah. That was kind of yeah. The and and I look at it from I see that with a lot of things like the the all day IPAs, mm-hmm. and those session IPAs. Mm-hmm. You can drink quite a few and yep. Yeah. You know, so this is seven and a half for me on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then probably the same as the uh, alcohol by volume, six point five. It was good. It had a little for be hoppy. Yeah, for yeah. be yes. hoppy. I think the flavor, the the hoppiness, is like the one thing that kind of saved it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, in my opinion, other than the hoppiness, they were kind of a similar beer. Yeah. For being yeah. for being a left and a right, an east and a west, however you want to fucking put it, they were a very similar beer. One was just a little hoppier than the other. Right. I was hoping that there was going to be more. Of a of contrast, that, yeah, something else like one of them was gonna have a little more of a bite, and I don't consider that little hoppiness a bite. It wasn't mm-hmm. that dramatic, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah. Um. So for don't worry, I gave it a seven five. Um, I did like it a bit more than I think we can all agree than be hoppy. Mm-hmm. Um, but both were still good, you know. I think it was very, it was it was pretty like smooth. I feel like everything was mixed pretty well. Maybe that's just us being more. Uh, used to that style right. in the, the West Coast. Agreed. Um, mm-hmm. But at least in comparison, I liked it more than the Be Hoppy. But I did enjoy the Be Hoppy as well. Um, I ended up giving that one a six as well. Mm. But well, um, yeah. pretty close with our ratings. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're they're both pretty solid, and I can understand why they have such a big um, appeal and uh, they're like like nationwide spread, I guess. Yeah, but, for sure. Um, you know. Like Mike was saying, it kind of mix, misses that X factor to it that makes it, you know, such a great one. Right. But um, I just thought both of them were very generic. Yeah, they're they're, they're yeah. pretty basic, but they get like the basics down, you know. So, Agreed. Agreed. So I gave the first one seven and a half, and gave be happy six. So that's where right. it do be. There you go. Damn. Yeah. Cool. Shout outs. Shout them out. So Jeff. we have. Oh yeah. You wanna... uh, uh, no, oh. please, please go, please, okay. by all means. Oh. Sorry, I'm, I'm a little out of practice. It's okay. Um, Wormtown Brewery out of Worcester, Mass. Mm-hmm. They are Wormtown Brewery on Instagram. We've talked about them before, wormtownbrewery.com. A lot of beers to choose from. And then uh, our artist of the day. Just Jeff Rosenstock on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Or on, on, and on uh, Instagram as well. Yep. Um, he is performing at the Manchester Punk Festival with a Wilhelm Scream and Martha and Jeff Rosenstock. Cool. So if you're in uh, Manchester, the UK. As in, right, not in Manchester. If you're across the pond, <laughs> then go check that out because uh-huh, that sounds like a fun time. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Episode 49. We are climbing up there. We're almost there. Yeah. 49. 49.50. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, this is Mike's album. Mike's album and my beer. Mike, what do you got for an album? Mothership Connection. Yeah. Little Parliament Funkadelic. Yeah. This is a great album. Uh, And to drink, so I I tried to do the classic, like, Tom pairing, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I chose a beer from Back East Brewing out of Bloomfield, Connecticut. It's called Infinite Universe. It's an IPA. Mm -hmm. Um, But because Mothership Connection kind of has, like, a spacey vibe to it, and then the album cover... Yep. The mm-hmm. can design matches almost identical to the album cover, so I thought awesome. it would be a great pairing theme-wise, and it's a good beer. Uh, Tom, I remember you you uh, had it, and I, I took a can. It was really good. So. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, we're doing that. So. Awesome. Yeah, let's do it. Love it. I'm so excited. Cool. All right, well, that does it for uh, 
this episode, Hops and Bobs Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. We're streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. So I don't want to cut you me. off, yeah. but he did a good job covering that. He did. He did I, so I much did, better. Wait, shit. I, 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 meant, yeah, you did I a good personally, job. personally, I didn't have a clue. I know I, yeah. I didn't even attempt. He but, just did it. Yes. Kudos but I miss you saying it. Thank you. So much better Thank you. It. But you, 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 you guys did a great job while I was out. Appreciate it. Great, glad to be back. Did you enjoy Aruba? Aruba, Barbados, um, uh, Jamaica, Scranton. Come on, I want to take you. Uh, <laughs> Scranton. Uh, Sheboygan. Yeah, you know, I, I covered it all. It was good. Yeah, yeah, okay. I went, I, yeah. come on pretty much. Um, for my good friends Tom and Mike, I'm Joe. We'll see you next time. Peace.